Support for the My Mike and I podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. What's up, guys? It's Noah Alvarez here. I want to take a quick minute to talk about Manscaped and the wonderful products that they offer. Fellas, I know we can all relate to a time when we were in middle school or we were in high school and we are using these cheap razors, maybe some scissors, just to try and clean up some debris down there below the waistline. And boom, we accidentally cut ourselves. Boom, we accidentally hurt ourselves. We're super embarrassed at the time to tell anybody. Maybe now looking back at it, we can laugh back at the situation. And those days are a thing of the past because Manscaped, this revolutionary company, has this new wonderful electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2.0 and you can find it on their website. This thing is waterproof. This thing has skin safe technology. So this trimmer isn't going to knack you. It's not going to snag you and pull your hairs. It's super safe to even to use around those hard to get places down there below your waistline. So it's super revolutionary. All those accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer that you're using on your face on your private area. That's just that's just a little sus. <laughs> Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Guys, we're already putting deodorant on our armpits. Why are we not putting deodorant on one of the smelliest and stankiest parts of our body? You can get 20% off now and free shipping with the code Big heads in all caps at manstate.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Remember, get 20% off and free shipping using the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code BIGHEADS in all caps. This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another edition of the My Mike and I podcast. I want to thank everybody that's currently tuning into the show right now. A quick reminder you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Apple, on Spotify, on TuneIn, on Stitcher. I might have said that one already. But if we're not on a, a platform that you use to listen to podcasts, be sure to reach out to us and we can get that up on your platform as soon as possible. Uh, again, you can reach out to me on Twitter. That's probably the easiest way to do it. I'm always on there at underscore Noah Alvarez or reach out to the My Mike and I page on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. Also, follow my personal Instagram page. That one's a on private, so you do have to request to follow me if you are down for all that at Noha underscore Alvarez. Really appreciate, appreciate any support I could get. Be sure to tell a friend about the Mike and I podcast. And before we get into this week's show, I'd like to thank a couple people, as I always do. Shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background. Check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. He also has a band camp. Go support your local artist. Uh, you can purchase some of his instrumentals and his beats up on there. Also, shout out to Vince Correa. He designed the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He's also helped a lot running the My Mike and I Instagram page and getting a lot of the content up there that uh, gives it a very clean, very organized look. So be sure to go check out that page and go check out my homie Vince Correa, very talented graphic designer and marketer in the game right now. Now, it's also worth mentioning that we are part of the Big Heads Podcast Network. Shout out to them for putting us on. And as part of the Big Heads Podcast Network, well, it's home to many great podcasts, if you were wondering. And not only just the My Mike and I podcast, there's plenty of great podcasts, including the Curious Kid Podcast. Now, if you want to know a little bit more about the show, here's a quick commercial describing about what they're all about. Hello, my name is Jacob. And I'm his co-host, five-year-old Olivia. Do you have kids? 
And are your kids curious? If you answered yes, you should check out Curious Kid Podcast, a weekly educational podcast for curious kids and grown-ups. Every week we learn about another topic. We've already learned about spiderwebs, batteries, the moon, and so much more. You can find us at CuriousKidPodcast.Buzzsprout.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, Noah Alvarez back in action here with the My Mike and I podcast. And before we go into introducing this week's guest, I do want to go over the listener interaction question for this week's show. And so both the personal Instagram and the My Mike and I Instagram page, I asked this simple question. Who was your favorite rapper, artist, or band growing up and why? We got a couple of responses. Thank you to all that responded to this week's listener interaction question. The first response was by Story by King. He's been on the show a few times. He responded, Andre 3000. His flow and delivery never failed to hit. Every time creativity, storytelling, he had it all. Yeah, Andre 3000 with Outkast, man, that was probably one of my favorite duos in hip-hop. Him and Big Boy, man, they were very talented. I remember that song, Hey Ya, was what really just got him on national attention. But I remember thinking Andre 3000 was, i probably put him in a top 10 MC. Probably even top 8, maybe top 7, creeping up towards the top 5. Um, he hasn't put out anything in a while, but he did come out on a- Anderson Pac's uh, latest album. I believe it's uh, Ventura. Man, he came out with a feature on that song. Definitely go check that out if you're a big Andre 3000 fan or a, an Anderson Pac fan. Now, this next response is by Lindsay underscore Isabel. She responded, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Carlos Santana. I don't need to explain why. Don't really listen to too much of either of those two. I know Carlos Santana was a bad motherfucker on the guitar. Um, really smooth from what I heard. This next and last response is by the Prince of Agrabrawl. He's been on the show a few times, so shout out to him. His response was, rapper was Tupac and band was Linkin Park. Tupac, you know, I like Tupac, but I think he's a little bit overrated compared to what a lot of people say about him. Um, definitely a hot take, but, you know, it's my opinion, so everyone feel free to have their own opinion. And then Linkin Park, I wasn't really into the whole band and rock scene, but I know they had that one joint with Jay-Z. I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head, but they did some cool stuff. So from an outside looking in, definitely respect Linkin Park. Thanks to all those who responded to this week's My Mike and I listener interaction question of the week. Growing up, my favorite artist was The Game and 50 Cent. I want to shout out to the homie Gabriel Rowe because back in, I I believe it was fourth grade or fifth grade. I want to say it was fourth grade because I know I had Gabriel in my same class back at Greenville Fundamental. Shout out to Greenville. Uh, Gabriel Rowe and I, we were both such big G-Unit fans and we decided to do, we had to do like a biography on someone in, uh, that's someone that was kind of famous and someone that we wanted, we had to retell their story. And it could be anyone. Our teacher was very nice enough to let us choose who we wanted to do. And so we chose 50 Cent and we literally just chose, uh, you know, like we told his story and we had, I remember we had to draw a little picture. So we draw stick figures and we talked about how he was shot and how he met Dr. Dre and he he, he put out his albums and that kind of stuff. So it was really funny because, I mean, this is like 2004, 2005 when G-Unit and the game and the 50 Cent were popping. But yeah, the game, man, that was the game and 50 Cent were, you know, neck and neck for favorite rapper back when I was a young kid. And I think the game kind of edged out 50 Cent just a little 
little bit more, but I mean, I love their collabs that they did. Um, the documentary was one of my favorite albums. It's just the game's flow, his aggressiveness, and the storytelling ability. Man, I was a huge fan of the game. So the reason why we had this as their listener interaction question of this week is because this week's guest, he's a rapper, he's an artist from the Garden Grove area here in Orange County. He goes by the name of 80. And one of his favorite rappers when he was young was Mac Miller. And Mac Miller, you know, kind of inspired him to do a lot of the work that he did. And so that's why I asked the question, kind of related to the show, like I do every Every week, and just to introduce you a little bit more to 80, you can find his music on Apple. You can also find some of his stuff on Spotify too. Doesn't have a ton of work up on there right now. He's still currently working on a lot of different things. But he talks about his journey with music and kind of those influences that he had from outside sources, whether it be Mac Miller and uh, MF Doom, and we talk about some other artists that he really liked, but also to these more local factors, to his friends, the crew that he used to run with. Um, his cousins so we basically yeah talk about how he came to being a rapper and how he worked through his progression of his career it's a lot of fun good conversation hope you guys enjoy the conversation with the rapper 80 and myself all right so really appreciate you hopping on the show first thing i wanted to ask you how'd you come up with the rapper name 80 80 okay so um so it's kind of like an evolutionized name. So it started from, it first started as ADHD. So when I first started, I was like in high school. I didn't really take rapping serious, to be honest with you. It's kind of funny. It started as like ADHD. And then I started hanging out with um, with two artists by the name of uh, Lil Mozzie and Lil Rich. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun. We went to the studios and stuff like that. And, and like, they would just always call me like AD, like, for short, because it's kind of weird to call someone ADHD all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, touching. We'll we'll touch up on the ADHD subject later. But um, yeah, man, like I was I was AD, and then I was like, okay, cool, like maybe I could switch it up, you know. And then I and then I was going by Young AD for a while, which was but that's when I changed the AD to like a eight zero because that's what it sounds like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, nah, that sounds too immature. I was literally Young AD for like two weeks. And then I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to take that, you know? So I was like, nah. So then I just switched it, and I was like 80. And um, the real, real, like, the real, like, reasoning from 80 was it's, it was kind of funny because, like, I was stoned out of my mind when I did this. I don't smoke anymore, though. I don't promote drugs. <laughs> I do not. Um, but at the time, like, I was stoned out of my mind, and I was thinking, like, man, like, this has to have some type of meaning of some sort. Like, because, yeah. bro, like, all the stuff that I do has meaning. Uh-huh. Like, I don't ever just drop something just to drop something, and then the, it, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 80, I was like, man, it has to have some type of meaning. And then for, at that moment, it was, like, it was, like, instilled in me that I was, like, the number 8 and 0 are the only numbers in the number line yeah. that connect. Oh, every okay. other number ends. Yeah. So like, if you think about the like the number one, it ends, right? Yeah. The number two ends, three ends. You get the idea. Eight is consecutive. Right. It right. always connects. Zero always connects. Mm-hmm. If you look at the number eight and its meaning, its real meaning is infinite. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, and that's kind of like what I want my music to stand for. Eight and zero connect, and they're always they're always going you know mm-hmm. same thing like me i'm always moving yeah, you know and it yeah, kind of yeah. like and then it kind of like almost branches out to like my adhd in a sense i'm always moving i'm always doing something yeah so i always wanted my my name to stand for something and and 80 was just kind of 80 kind of just stuck to me you know yeah. and I, I i liked it and a lot of people it rolls off the tongue nicely and 
don't know. I just, yeah, I that's know. dope. I, I like, like that. It. I like that. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. How, so if you don't mind getting into it, why did you stop smoking weed? Um, you know, man, I, it's not me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a so lot more of like a peer pressure thing then I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily call it peer pressure either because like I would do it voluntarily, mm-hmm. you know, I'd go to the dispensary and I'd be like, but I noticed like, and this is just this year that I noticed it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, bro, like I, it's almost to fill a void. Mm-hmm. And ah uh, okay. And like I I I know I know where that can head, mm-hmm. and I know where that can go really fast. Right. You know, and it's just not who I want to be known as. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not what I want to be seen as. You know, like I and I mean it's like and no disrespect to anyone that does. You know, like like I, like that's that's your decision. That's your personal like preference. But for me, bro, like I want to be somebody different, mm-hmm. and I want to stand for something. And I I really and it would almost contradict what I want to believe in and contradict in, in who I see as myself in the future. And it almost blurs it, mm-hmm. you know, like I have a very, um, I have a very vivid vision of who I want to be Okay, and, there you go. and doing these, doing those things only blurs that vision and it okay. only distorts the image of who I want to be, Yeah, you know? And again, like it's, it's, it's nothing against, it's nothing against like anybody that does it, you mm-hmm. know? But for me, like I want to be healthy. Yeah. I want to be, I want to live a healthy lifestyle and, by doing these things, it only distorts that image. So, okay. Yeah, that's that's the real reason. Of course, yeah. man. More, more power to you. Thank you. Um, I, the only reason I asked, too, is because when I was right out of high school, I, I, start, I first started smoking like 17, 18, mm-hmm. but then at like 19, 20, I kind of stopped because I was, I was doing the whole Juco route. I went to Golden West. I was trying to play football there, and I took it really serious, and I was like, you know, I need to stop, cut this out. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 know, I noticed like I had a negative stigma still on it because my parents told me not to. Uh, the teachers and, and like principals would tell me not to so like everyone kind of instills this stigma that it's bad 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 mm-hmm. but I remember going away to school once I finished up at Cal State Sacramento yeah. I kind of met a lot of like like really like dope people that were very creative really business oriented very professional sounding and they, they would smoke yeah and so I just remember that kind of helped change my perspective and um I, I that's why I asked if like you have like a similar kind of journey or something like yeah. that but you have, you have to be comfortable with that. That's like the biggest thing because I know if you're not in the right state of mind, uh, marijuana could be a really bad thing. I mean, I know it does a lot of good, but I know it does a lot of bad. And I have right. a lot of homies that it does bad for, but I have a lot of homies that it does good for. So Absolutely. you have to be in that right state of mind. It's not, it's just like they say for anything, it's not for any everyone. Yeah, man. And and like, that's that, that's another thing I always tell people, man, is like, because I have a lot of homies that smoke and I have a lot of homies that, um, that do certain things. And... You know, I, I, I got homies that do everything, you know, like I got homies that are drug addicts. I got homies that, you know, like that just smoke and I got homies that just drink. And then yeah. I have homies that just, that just like are pure, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're, um, they're clean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like to me, bro, like it's, it's almost like seeing, it's almost like, I don't know. I've always found it inspiring when mm-hmm. you can say no to something. Yeah. You know? And, um. That evolved into something more in my head, and it almost stood for something, you mm-hmm. know. And I guess that's what I want to do is I, I want to stand for something, you mm-hmm. know. And and by saying to by saying no to these things, and no, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, like I can still drink here and there, yeah. But the way that it's been lately, and the way that I'm maturing as like an adult is like my body is kind of like my body refuses it, you know. Yeah, that's good. Like when I have a drink. 
I can have that drink and I don't feel guilty about it, but the way my body reacts to it is different. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah, my, yeah. my body's like, oh, bro, like it doesn't like alcohol is weird in my system. Like, yeah, it used to sit very well, uh-huh. and it used to like, and it used to make me feel really good. Yeah, and then now I don't know, dude. Like, like it like physically makes me feel like crap. Like yeah. I'll feel nasty after. Like I'll feel like throwing up, or you know, like it just it doesn't sit well in my system. Mm-hmm. But I have to really crave it. To, yeah. Like, to like go and get it, you know, like yeah. <laughs> like when my boy like. With my boy Andy, he works right here, bro, at uh-huh. Undefeated. Down oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got Andy Franco. Yes, bro. Dude, he's coming here for a couple bro, times. Bro, my best friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. He's my yeah, best that's right. friend. He went, to, he went to Lake too. Yeah, bro. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um. So, like him, very occasionally, me and him will go have a beer, mm-hmm. and it's it's always good, always good talks. There you go. It's crazy, super small world. Yeah, dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> small, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, he has a dope little barber shop. Uh, we'll have to have him on the show too once I get like video and everything. Absolutely. Um, He's man. an athlete. I'm sure you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He told me about that too. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So, so back back to the music thing. Mm-hmm. You said you were recording in high school with your friends. What, do you remember those first times going to the studio? What were some of those like early songs that you were recording? Like, man, I'll tell you the whole story. So, it's interesting. Um, the way I discovered music was, um, I I was like a little lover boy in like high school, mm. you know, um, and I loved to write poetry. Even if it was okay. silly and dumb, like even as a kid, I would just write like dumb things, you yeah. know, on like a sheet of paper. And um, I remember I, I had done this, I had done some poetry and then I had always been curious as to like what it was that like I, I would see and I would envision in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like I was really into hip hop, really, really into hip hop. My um my cousin Duty, he he raised me on on hip hop. Mm-hmm. And, and punk and a lot of like stuff that you wouldn't really normally hear and like like I mean growing up it was mainly pop music that my sister raised me on but like hip hop like rugged rugged hip hop like east coast west coast hip hop it was it was my cousin and I always liked the way it sounded and the beats and you know so you know I, I went on YouTube and I was just messing around and I was it was it was the summer of 2009 mm-hmm. I want to say summer of 2009 and um, my sister had just gotten like this big Mac desktop oh shit okay. like like the really it, it was when they when they like re uh, revamp Apple okay, okay so it had like the the platform and the the keyboard was like super thin yeah okay. you know yeah, so yeah, I was that. like dude this thing's not me. <laughs> so I would sneak into my sister's room and I would use her computer uh-huh. and I started creating content without eff- with like effortlessly without really knowing that I was creating content you know mm-hmm. so I would make like I'd make like little videos oh, okay. I, I would um like using the the camera on the, yeah, um, using, the desktop? Yeah, using the camera on the desktop. And my sister had a camera too. She didn't know, but I would like run off with her camera and I would make like little videos. <laughs> That's tight. And then I'd make I'd make them in iMovie. And um Damn. and you know, like and then one day I I was like garage band. And I'm like, what's this? Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know? And I clicked it and I'm like, yo, this is to record. <laughs> and then like I was I was playing it and then at the time, like I didn't know anything about like downloading music, mm-hmm. so I would, I would record, and the feedback of the beat would come up in the mic, 
mm-hmm. from the desktop and then I would just like start rapping. Okay. And I was just like writing and I would just like I went to like my notebook where I had like all my poetry yeah. and I was like running through it and I'm like, Oh bro, this is sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? And I was like so freaked out by it and it was so good because it's like those moments of just like purity of just like being in like it's nostalgic thinking about it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy now that I think about it because, like, it felt so good and mm-hmm. it felt so organic, you yeah. know? And it, it was, like, almost effortless. And then I believe that it was in that time where I was, like, it was given, like, it was a God-given vision. Yeah. Were you just recording off of, like, uh, the headphone mic? No, or? dude. It was literally, it was literally, like, from what I can remember, it was the desktop. Uh-huh. I pressed record. Oh, so you're just picking up sounds straight from the desktop? Yes, dude. And then I was like, and then I like went to YouTube and I played the beat. Oh shit! And it was like some MF Doom beat, like. Yeah. And then I was just like rapping over it, and then um, and yeah, man, and like the the earliest, like the the earliest earliest memories of like hip hop were like my cousin, like being in my cousin my cousin's room, and dude, like this dude just embodied hip hop, like mm-hmm. like. You, did you ever see that um, that that skate movie with the kids? Mid nineties. Yes. Yes. Remember how the little brother walked into the brother's room? Yeah. And then it's like Mob Deep posters. And yeah. All this yeah. The records and everything. Dude, right? my cousin. That was like that. That split second scene just gave me like a throwback of like when I walked into my cousin's room. Mm-hmm. My cousin had like the the beat up like the beat ups like little um cd player yeah and um he had like the cds like dude this dude's room was trashed <laughs> but dude, i loved it, it, yeah. it and, and then he had like the like the vintage like the vintage um remember how back in the days they what they would put tvs in oh yeah, yeah and it was it was it was like furniture. It was like a furniture set but you could put a tv in there and it came with drawers and stuff yeah. like that yeah so he had that and then like his room smelled like weed <laughs> and then like at the time it was like it was like a like weed was illegal so he had like little weed baggies inside his like where he would put like all his games for his PlayStation and the CDs and then the the low rider magazines that he used to have in in like a crate bro That's it was right. so crazy man yeah and like he was really into like graffiti and then I got into graffiti at a point in time and like the back of his door was just Blasted with graffiti, dude, and I just mm-hmm. thought it was the coolest thing. Dang, he, he did it himself or somebody else? Did dude, it? well, he used to have homies that used to just go go to his house, and they would just write all over his door and like sharpie or spray, spray paint, everything. Okay, literally everything. Dang. So, so you know, and and bro, like I remember opening up the black books, dude, and and just like seeing these crazy colors and crazy pieces, mm-hmm. and he had like movies of just like like war. Um, war is a is like. A movie made by like T- TKO mm-hmm. and um, just embodied hip hop bro just like as a, as a whole as an entirety and and we used to bro I'll never forget it dude it was in Santa Ana it was like in, it, it was like hood Santa Ana too yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh I know <laughs> and we just like bump in just like I remember him specifically like continuously playing like um, Biggie okay and, and he had that um, he had the what album was it I think it was Life After Death or yeah. something like that, bro. But well, there's only two, yeah, Ready to Die or Life yeah, After Death. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Life After Death that he like continuously played, and I don't know, it was just so sick, bro. I don't know. It's Damn, just, it's just tough to think about, you know. Okay. So yeah, man, like he's he plays a big part in in 
in my in my life, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like, your cousin. Yeah, he's my big brother, bro. Man, shout out to him. That sounds like a dope person, bro. bro he's dope, bro. To this day, like he's just one of the most like dope people that I can that you can ever meet. Yeah, know? always talks about something. Did still into the hip hop game. Still into the hip hop. There you go. He's he's uh, what I like to call an old head. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's <laughs> what. That's what, man. He's so opinionated, dude. Like I'll show up. That's something, good, man. And it's whack, bro. You know, like and I'm just like, bro, he's just an old head, bro. Yeah, up, you know? bro. Like he he can't he. Cat with like Lil like Lil Nas X or like yeah. the, the new the newer generation of hip hop like he doesn't consider that hip hop mm-hmm. he hates on it but to be honest man that sounds like me and my friends like we we at the end of last year we did a, a podcast specifically going over like 2018 like our best our favorite hip hop albums mm-hmm. and stuff like that and projects but yeah like when we listen back to it, like damn we sound like a bunch of old heads because yeah. and let's really listen to like the little pumps or the little uh, little Tecas or. All those kind of like new artists. I mean, there's a few that I, I I like, but not so much like the drill style style music or the trap or, or like the mumble rap. It's more like like the new up and coming like uh, Reason, mm-hmm. Cause, mm-hmm. Um, artists like that, Mozzie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, more into like the the, the deeper stuff. But man, that's so cool too. You mentioned gra- like graphing, graffiti, man. I was I was big on that in elementary school. I remember like me and my homies had notebooks. I was born in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. Oh no way! Born and raised, yeah. I remember, yeah. Me and my homies, and, and then like I, I had some friends in middle school that I remember like graphing with too, and we had like the little notebooks. I remember like a few girls would ask me to do their backpacks, and so like they they charged me like or they'd give me five bucks to do their backpacks, their name yeah. or on like binders and stuff like that. So that was like a whole phase where I, I remember like that was that was fun. I, I don't do that as much, but I wish I could get back to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's man. good freedom, like freedom of expression. Absolutely, man. And that's that's what um. That's what graph was to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, like writing, it, it was, and I don't know, I guess at the time, like, I was really into, like, because, bro, my parents raised me on to do everything but, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, do everything, like, yeah, have fun, yeah. just don't get in trouble, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was just like, but, but why, <laughs> I want to get in trouble now, you know, like, so, yeah, man, like, I was graphing, uh, uh, I, I was writing a lot. All, all throughout I wouldn't say all throughout middle school like I, I've I discovered it in like sixth grade mm-hmm. like when um during that during those times I was like in my cousin's room a lot yeah you know? and I was just like man you know like I want to go around I want to do this I want to do that and so I tried it you know and like he exposed me to all of it mm. so due to that like I can I can genuinely say like probably one of the best times of my life dude yeah you know going going out in the middle of the night dude and just just the thrill yeah you know like <laughs> like the, this the knowing you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing and then like seeing any kind of vehicle that looked like a cop vehicle or even like hearing the sounds is just you're just booking it like i don't know bro it yeah, just it's an adrenaline it, yeah. It, yeah dude it was fun mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's weird. As like a kid, you crave like adrenaline. You crave like yeah. living on the edge. It's, it's just weird. Like we go through because we both work with kids or have experience working mm-hmm. with kids, man. And especially like with the middle schoolers, man. They like they they want to do like everything up until they get into trouble. But they're always like like I said, living on the edge, man. Yeah, playing with fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's always interesting because when um when I discipline the kids that I work with, mm-hmm. my number one question is always why. Yeah. Like, why? You know? By default, you have to ask it. But there's more to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, a lot of the kids are like, I don't know. Yeah, my friend told me, though. That's yeah. a lot of what I get. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know? Because 
you go back to those days when you were young, dude, and you're kind of just like, I don't know. I try. To, I I really try to understand mm-hmm. more than more than you know. Discipline. Same here. Then scold. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like you have to p- pick a brain because mm-hmm. no one's perfect. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect these kids to be perfect. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree with you. So musically, you mentioned MF Doom. You you mentioned Biggie Smalls. But who were some of the other like favorite artists that you had growing up, and then who really kind of inspired you to to pick up a mic and maybe try to not imitate, but kind of like sound similar to their flow? I love this question, bro, because I say it so pridefully. Um, who inspired me to pick up a mic? Mac Miller. Okay. By off tops. Nice. Like, I'll never forget, bro. Like, I guess so emotional thinking about it. Yeah. Because, bro, it, it's. Like he inspired me, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and and rest in peace. You know, and it's it's deep, bro. It's really deep. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I I I'll say it pridefully, bro. I cried. Damn. I cried. I got sent home from work. Yeah. Because I couldn't stop crying, and it was so it was so tough on me mm-hmm. because my only dream was to be in the studio with Beck Miller. Oh man! Like that's, that's all I wanted. Yeah. Dude. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be in the studio and just see how he worked. Um, I discovered Mac when I was a f- no, I was in eighth grade, dude. My my boy Ronnie put me on. So um, what year is this? This is oh, I want to say oh eight, okay. right right before freshman year. Um, it was like oh eight, and uh, my boy Ronnie, owner of Colorblind, shout out to Colorblind. Um, he he actually like put me on, and he puts me on a lot of music, bro. Like I I credit him for so much, to um. Like, we were we were in his room at the time. Same thing, same thing. We're just embodying hip hop, bro. Like, like just, just writing, um, and rapping, bro. Like, like, bro. He has he has like a like a video of me, like super young. Bro. Oh, okay. Super young, just freestyling, <laughs> like having fun in his room. That's tight. And um, and then he was telling. I'll never forget. He was like. Ronnie's really big on fashion too, uh-huh. and bro, like I started seeing him wear like a lot of Pittsburgh stuff. Oh, and I'm just yeah. Like, okay. I, I I mean I picked up on it, but I don't say anything, mm-hmm. you know, because he's he's a weird dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's an interesting person, mm-hmm. and usually whatever he does has some sort of meaning to it as well. And um, you know, he was like, bro, I've been listening to this rapper. He's Wiz Khalifa's homie, and yeah. he was a big Wiz Khalifa fan. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then he's like, his name's Mac Miller. He's this white dude. He knows how to rap. He's freaking dope. And, <laughs> off the bat I'm like bro I don't want to hear this stuff. Like, a white rapper great bro like yeah. tell me something I don't know uh-huh. you know I get it bro he probably has some smooth nah bro smoothest smoothest shit out bro yeah like easy mac just oh my gosh bro it changed my life uh-huh. changed my life bro like the way that the way that he would his wordplay his how smooth he was just everything dude like what was the first song or album that he played for you Dude, honestly, I can't remember, but I remember it was on YouTube. Okay. Um, and it was this green. I'll never forget it. And I do. I still try to find that song till this day, mm-hmm. and I cannot find it for the life of me. Which one? And it, it was. It was all I can remember. It was. It was just a picture of Mac Miller. He was smoking weed, and the whole picture was green. Okay. And I've been trying to look for that damn song because <laughs> it's the first song I was ever exposed to. Mm-hmm. But um, shortly after. He had released Kids. Um, I had listened to The High Life. I had listened to uh, Jukebox. All of it, bro. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And 
that was my freshman year. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Mac Miller all of freshman year. And then um, I tried to, uh, I tried to copy that. Yeah. You know, and then same thing with uh, tracing back to my cousin. So he was in his little tagging crew. And in his tagging crew, they were rappers too. Mm -hmm. And when he would pick me up to go to football practice, because I used to play football at Garden Grove uh, Bulldogs. Okay. When he would pick me up, he would um, play lots of hip hop. But the one, the the two albums that stood out to me the most were the was the MF Doom. It was like this double the double one. I can't remember. I think it was a. Uh, it was the one where he's eating like cereal and there's like a bunch of stuff. I look it up. I look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't really remember exactly which one it was. Um, it was that album, and then it was the Faded Enemy Kings album, which is his little homies. I'll never forget, bro. There was. Raw One and Sir Ruckus and the way that I, I, I want to say it was I my voice was a mixture of Sir Ruckus and Raw put in one oh okay okay and and they're they're like the big homies now you know um and they they own they they own their own little um their own little clothing line now and it, it's going good for them yeah but like the way that they would rap was just like sick you know so I, I wanted to mix that, and then I wanted to mix Mac Miller all in one, mm-hmm. and I and I did, and then for the longest time, a lot of people were telling me to like, dude, you sound like Mac, mm-hmm. and it was like the biggest compliment for me. I was there like, you go, yeah. thanks, I love it. So yeah, man. Yeah, it was a M food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, really good. And till this day, bro, like till this day, I, I, bro, I dig, I dig through like a lot of Doom stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it, dude. I love it so much. Like. Like him too, like on a, on a production level, has to be one of my top favorite producers. Oh, for sure. Him and Kanye. Yeah. You know, production wise. So yeah. Oh, there you go. That's tight, man. Uh-huh. So when did you start getting into like recording actual songs that you would release to people, or maybe albums? Or would you ever have like the idea of putting like a project together or anything at that time, early in high school? No projects, just singles. And like I said, like I was releasing content effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate thinking about it because I always think to myself, if only you had that mindset now mm-hmm. of just dropping music effortlessly without really caring about what people thought about your music, mm. it would go a long way. Okay. You know? Um, because, dude, like, I was dropping, like, three songs a week at the time. Dang, okay. Like, just... So you were working, yeah. Dude, I, I... And, but see, like, I didn't even consider it work. I was just doing it because yeah, I loved okay, it. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, boom, boom, dropping here, dropping that, drop that, drop this. And then now I'm like, I get in the studio and I'm like... I'm so intrigued with making music an experience that I get caught up in that mm. that sometimes I won't even I won't even release the music because I'm just like no bro it's not good enough <laughs> Dang. Like, I refuse to like drop that it. yeah bro okay and you know like don't get me wrong I still drop music but it's more of um it's more like intimate for me now mm. you know like I, I I love to create experiences rather than just dropping a freaking song that just so happens to rhyme and. I want to like I told, like I said, bro. Like I want to stand for something. Yeah, makes sense. So, dropping music that has some type of like consistency to it mm-hmm. and sounds good. That's what I want to do. There you go. So, you like to hear this? In 2012, I was a senior and I went to my first festival. It was paid dues, 
Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I went there, bro. You were there? I want to pay dues. Yes. Yes, bro. Dude, I still have the little lineup card, right? The little information package. Yes. And there, I don't think he was headlining, but he was like the second to last performance on one of the stages was Mac Miller. Bro. And, um, <laughs> oh, wow, that's so crazy because I, I remember my homies were really big on him and i was pretty big on him too i didn't get really big into him until blue slide park came out yeah but uh so i was a little later but they were they were on him since like freshman sophomore year mm. i was more into like the j-rocks the kendrick's kind of like what grew to be tde bro that um, that that tde performance insane bro. yeah yeah insane and then casey veggies um, Dope. odd future like Dope. Mo- most of them so i was like we we're we had a lot of like similarities but I remember specifically at that paid dues concert, like towards the middle of the night, because uh, it was like already 9.30, maybe 10. And it was, like I said, it was the second to last ones. But at the same stage, it was Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And on the other stage, it was Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, we got to go see Kendrick. And like, I was outnumbered because it was like five of us. And they're like, no, we want like all four of them wanted to see Mac Miller. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, but Kendrick's Kendrick's over there, you know, like he's going to be he's going to be big. And they're like, they finally came to the conclusion, like, all right, we'll do both. Like, you know, like, we'll. We'll go half here for Mac, and then we'll we'll finish up with Kendrick and stuff. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of both, but it was still tight because I remember Wu Tang was there. Like I said, Our Future was there, Living Legends was there, mm-hmm. um, just a bunch of tight artists. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. I didn't see them, but yeah. I remember looking at the lineup cards. Like, damn, I didn't even know Macklemore was there. And this yeah. was before this was before Thirst Shot. You see a lot of big names now. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of big names. I think Murs did such a good job. Yeah, running that really road. Really good job because it was on for a couple of years. Yeah, I was bummed when they uh, discontinued. That it. was the last one. Yeah, what, one. no, was it? I thought they did uh, up to did they do fourteen? Did they do another one after? I think they ended up. I know they did one this year, but it was like completely. It had been gone for a lot. And before paid dues, it was Rock the Bells. Yeah, that was a couple of years too. Yeah, yeah. that Rock was a the couple Bells. year run, dude. If Rock the Bells came back out and did some of those lineups all over again, it would change festival history bro mm-hmm. rage against the machine bro yeah <laughs> did you hear that did, are, are you are you into rage against the machine by any chance? um I, I know some of their music but i can't say like i'm a huge fan bro that too zach de la rocha uh lead singer of rage against the machine inspired me a lot yeah yeah um but yeah dude paid dues bro you know freddie yeah. gibbs yeah dude i was Pinata? an instant fan yes yeah. i was an instant fan bro like like i didn't even know who freddie gibbs was and I was watching him live, and I'm like, who's this Tupac-looking-ass mm-hmm. dude on stage? Mm-hmm. And then he started rapping, and I'm just like, yo, this guy's ill. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Isn't that so, funny? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Freddie Gibbs. And then, um, bro, the one performance that stood out to me the most was uh, Vinny Paz. <laughs> Mind-blowing, bro. Yeah. That that sh- That was crazy bro mm-hmm. I've never seen such a I'm pretty sure it was big but like for me at the time bro like I'm a high schooler mm-hmm. and I'm seeing this dude's like cussing at everyone like make a big ass circle I wanna see y'all throw him like yeah. dude everyone's going crazy mm-hmm. that's insane that and then the and then Kendrick at the end bro yeah. the last the, the last one bro he he put on a show and I, I I'll never forget how like gassed I was to see Kendrick mm-hmm. and at the time Kendrick was just barely coming up dude like mm-hmm. you know so like still section 80 type stuff right? yeah, yeah yeah he he well he had I think no he had dropped he had dropped um, Good Kid Mad City at the okay. time so you saw him the year after then yeah 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 Good Kid Mad City was was that one was really good and I'll I, I gotta ask this question what album can you listen to thoroughly 
There's really? a whole theme. There's a lot. Like of Kendrick's or just in general? Just in general. Then the only one I could think of was was um Good Kid Mad City. Good Kid City that I can genuinely enjoy. Yeah. You know, and not have to skip a song. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. I my, for me, it's another Kendrick one, but Tip of a Butterfly. That was my favorite one. Yeah, bro, that was really bro, good. 2015. Phew, and, Amazing. Because I was my dad is huge on funk. Uh George Clinton, um all yes. those dudes, right? Zapp and Roger. Yeah. Roger Troutman and he, like I loved what to what he did with like the whole like funk movement he put mm-hmm. it in his album but he also had like like the like the kind of like woke a- anthems and like all right and kind of different stuff and yeah, he's very yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it was like a beauty of both worlds like a lot Absolutely. of like like deep personal stuff but then also over the funky beats and I was like yeah Damn, this is tight. was that was that the album where he sampled Pac's voice yeah he did the so yeah. after basically it was a it was a concept album but at the mm-hmm. end of the final song Mortal Man. He did the whole, uh, like, he was... Having a conversation. Yeah, having a conversation with Pac, basically. It was pre-recorded, obviously, the Pac's pre-recorded voice, but he yeah. he made it sound like he was asking him questions, and he got Pac's answer. But at the end of um, each song, it was like, he was progressively, like, writing a poem. Mm. So I think it was, like, the first one is, like, uh, I remember at the time I was conflicted. I, I forgot how it starts off, actually. Mm. Um, but, like, each, after each song, he, like, adds two more lines or three more lines to the yeah. poem. To the final song, he reads the whole poem, and then he asks pocket the question yeah yeah bro and that was that gave me goosebumps yeah i didn't because I, I didn't see it coming yeah i mean team, i heard there were because i don't like to look i don't like to look at the track list mm. so like when i listen to an album i have to put my phone down mm. or like i have to be doing something because i don't want to look at the track list mm. it, it, it almost ruins the um expectation for me so Obviously, the first song I know it's the intro, so I need something good. I yeah. need I need you to hook me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but what I don't like to know is the end. Yeah. Like, leave me wondering, bro. Yeah. You know, and that was such a, bro, such a good fucking song, mm-hmm. and that that was that that was the last song, correct? Yeah, Mortal Man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, bro, like. I was just blown away. I was on the treadmill running, and I had to stop because I got I, I I kept getting the chills, bro. Yeah. Like I, I kept getting the chills, and I like I, I stopped running. And I was like, bro, what the heck, bro? That's mm-hmm. crazy. And then I went to the locker room and I listened to it all over again. Yeah. And it was so good, bro. It was yeah. so, such a good album. Yeah, bro. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. what I really like doing too. Is like listening. Before I judge like an album, I try and listen to it three times front to back. Um, no skips just kind of like really kind of like trying to dive into what the artist was trying to do and, and there's some like albums where like i'll get to like track four and i'm just like eh. yeah like i i'm not feeling this like i'm yeah. sorry i'll give you a chance i'll give you one more chance but I, you know I mean? I, yeah so i feel that but I, there, I mean there's a few i really like coloring book by chance really good yeah really, that, was, really good. that was a good one um old school not old school but more when i was a kid mm-hmm. the documentary by the game yeah that was probably like one of my first like favorite albums that i could listen to front and back Hate or, Hate or Love It was like one of my favorite songs. Like still to this day is my favorite hip hop song of all time. I hear that. Um, uh, I can listen to a tribe called Quest. Um, trying to blink on the name, not the anthology. Uh, Midnight Marauders. Okay. That one I can listen to front and back. But yeah, there's a, there's a few out there. It just it's kind of hit or miss. But yeah. Did you listen to the new game album? The new one. The new one. The new one. Yeah. Is uh, it really good? Rap? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that one was good. How good it? They I that's I hear that's his last album. He's that's what he said. Yeah, that's what he came out and said, and I I, I appreciated it. Are you I, good? I don't want to say I loved it, but I I haven't listened to it yet. That's yeah, why I ask. Yeah, I've listened to it at least two times through already. I'm gonna listen to it a third time. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was a fan of it. I think it wasn't his best work. It was probably not even top three. But I like what he did and like the samples that he had. He a lot of, he had a lot of old school samples, and um, he's always like very he's he's always he's always willing to say like what he has on his mind. You know, yeah. he, like there's always songs where he's like you know I'm the top five rapper. Like fuck what everybody else is saying. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has some songs like that too on the album. Mm-hmm. So he's just you know I like hearing that style because he's he's confident in his game and yeah you know he's, he's an underdog. Go- yeah, exactly. He's, he's an a, underdog. I think he'll go down as underappreciated. For sure. Um, you know, I think I put him in like my top ten, like favorite of all time. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of people probably won't have him like anywhere near the top twenty. Yeah. So I feel like he's more of like a West Coast, and he kind of like he kind of got big with like G Unit and Fifty, and they had like the beef and everything, and then yeah. you know what proceeded afterwards. But man, I thought for a long time he was one of my favorite artists, and you know, you you want to know something funny about the game? Yeah, um, I had bought it, <laughs> bro. I was in third grade. I'll never forget. He came out. Um, I think he came out with a documentary. Yeah. And, uh, bro, I was sitting there, and then he came out. I remember was watching TV, and then he, he, he dropped that commercial for the Hurricanes. Okay. The 360s, remember yeah. those? Yeah, The yeah, sneakers yeah. with Reebok? Yeah. Bro, I took my dad. Bro, I begged my dad for these sneakers. <laughs> begged my dad for these sneakers. Bro. <laughs> so he took me to the block. Yeah. And do you remember what was before B-dubs, the block? Before B dubs, no, it was I don't. a finish line. It was a finish line. That whole yeah. area was a finish line. It was a finish line. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So we walk in a finish line, and then I see them, and I, bro, you see the game? No. Oh, I the see, sneakers. I oh, see okay. the sneakers, and I'm just like, yo, these are it. Uh-huh. You know. So I, I, like, I didn't, I didn't know, dude. Like my my dad and my dad didn't know either. I just told him, like, can we go to the store? <laughs> dude, I'll never forget this, bro. And um, I I take off my shoe and I'm looking at the size and then I ask the guy I'm like can I have this size and then he's like yeah so he runs to the back my dad has no idea my dad's looking at a whole different shoe yeah and then I'm like I'm like dude I gotta do it <laughs> so um you know I try them on they're way too tight he's because the guy came back he's like oh we have a size under mm. but I told my dad bro I begged my dad for the sneakers I'm like please you know and then he's like all right I'll get them for you. So we go up to the register, and they I think they came up to like 100 bucks at the time. Yeah. And my dad was pissed. Oh, like, He was like, oh, shit. not buying you $100 shoes. And, bro, I sat there, and I begged him for them. Oh, shit, man. That's and good. I never, that's my one vivid good memory of the game, bro. Yeah. That's tight, bro. They, do you remember, like, the whole G-Unit, like, their, their apparel and everything that they had? Bro, I feel like such a baller, bro. <laughs> what you mean, bro? They came out with a pair of... They were like Tim's. Mm-hmm. They were like black Tim boots. Mm-hmm. And G-Unit came out with the pair, bro. And um, my mom found them for me. And at the time, my mom knew I liked G-Unit a lot. I was wearing G-Unit and a lot of Rockaway at the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was and, huge. Yeah, so, you know, like my mom found them for me and she bought them for me. She came back home with them. And then we had gone to Texas, bro. And um, I had a Walkman at the time. Well, it wasn't, wasn't mine. It was my sister's Walkman. Mm-hmm. I had my sister's Walkman at the time, and dude, I was listening to, um, I think it was the game at the time. Dude, I don't even remember if it was a Walkman or if it was her iPod, but bro, like, I remember listening to the game, and I felt like such a baller walking on the plane. <laughs> I was in <laughs> We were on economy, bro. I'm all listening to it. You yeah. Know? I'm like, yeah, you a Sprite. <laughs> you <know>? Peanuts. <laughs> You know, damn. So I felt like a baller, bro. I love, I love that whole line, dude. Yeah, you know, dude, that was tight. bro. 
when I was in fifth grade, I remember this story like so specifically, and I, I love telling it too because it's like, it's like one of those like, what the fuck were you thinking moments. So I was a huge fan of G Unit too in the game and Fifty Cent, but they had these gray suede sneakers, right? And that that was like, those were my favorite sneakers of like what they dropped. It was mm-hmm. gray and suede, and I remember my parents bought them new, and they they do this thing where like they buy me like one shoe for like a school year, right? Yeah. And then like I try to make it last, like you know, uh, for the future years to come if I rotate them. Yeah. As long as my foot, you know, doesn't grow out of them. But I remember, so I was in fifth grade, but I bought me these G units, mm-hmm. and I was super excited to have them. I was like wearing them to school. But I remember like towards I forget what time of the year it is, but they have Astro Camp, so it's like basically like they send you off to science camp in the mountains, and it's like for three days, and yeah. like they tell you to bring winter gear, and I, so I, like my parents packed my boots and that kind of stuff too, but like, and I remember I, I really wanted to bring my G units because that's how much I loved those shoes, like yeah. dude, I was wearing them so much, yeah. and my mom, my parents told me like, no, don't take them, don't take mm-hmm. them, like you're gonna ruin them, yeah. and I, of course my dumbass, like the night before I snuck them in the bag, because like, you know, I felt like, you know, F them, like I'll take care of them, I'll, I'll make sure that they're okay, yeah. and um, and so I ended up wearing them, and I remember like the first day I wore them, it was like it was raining and raining pretty hard, and then eventually snowed. So and I remember like they kind of make you hike through um, different obstacles, and like you know it's kind of like teaching you science, but also like nature stuff. But I yeah. but I dude, after that weekend or after that through those three days I was there at Astro Camp, I ruined them, bro. And I was so I was so mad. I had to tell my parents, yeah. and they're like, "What did I freaking tell you?" Like they were they were pretty upset at me, but it was just like. Oh, it was just like one of those like what was I fucking thinking, dude? Right, I had to do it for the flex, bro. Oh, I don't know what I was thinking, but I ruined my gray suede G units at freaking Astro Camp. I'll never That's forget, funny, bro. Never forget. That's so funny, <laughs> bro. Yeah, man. It, it, so it's crazy, bro. Like you don't really remember these things until you reflect on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 insane, dude. Yeah, I, I because I didn't think the game or fifty for that matter was anything to me mm-hmm. or played any role in my life then I sit back and think about it I'm like no they did mm-hmm. they did bro I, I remember showing my cousin um that's when 50 Cent had came out with um what was that album that he came out and had was it Get Rich or Die Trying yeah with the candy shop in it mm-hmm yeah I believe so I'll double check yeah but I remember showing him that album and he was like being all negative about it <laughs> nah man 50's not who he used to be man you, you know what I'm just like yeah, whatever bro been like that since I was a kid so yeah nothing's really changed kind of interesting I feel you so what about your music like what how did you progress to where you are today cause you, you were talking about your early high school age and recording and that kind of stuff but just talk about how your music grew over the years until what you are now yeah it's interesting um I started off in my sister's room, and then one day, my dad came home. No, 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 it wasn't, no. One of my neighbors had come over, and then he was, like, asking, like, yo, you, you rap, right? Yeah, bro, I rap. Okay, cool. Uh, here's, here's, a, here's a mic. I'll sell it to you for $50. Like a nice one? USB mic. Ooh, okay. USB mic. And, uh, you know... I, I was in high school at the time. I didn't have no money. Yeah. You know, so I asked my dad. Hey, dad, I, I don't want to, like, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be using the mic that is on Francis' computer anymore. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my sister had known I was making music, but didn't really think too much of it. Mm-hmm. So, realistically, it was a podcasting mic. Okay. But I used it for my music. 
And, you know, like we, we tried it and we tested it out. It worked. My dad's like, yeah, sure. Here's 50 bucks. Go give it to him. Yeah. You know, do I lock myself in my room f- for my sister? Well, it was my sister. Yeah, say your sister. <laughs> yeah, I locked myself in my sister's room for like hours, dude. Hours. Just every single day, come home from football practice, run to my sister's room. Bro, my sister would need to kick me out of that room. Yeah. Dude, she'd be so pissed. She's like, <laughs> you're leaving your shoes in here. You're leaving food in here. Like, dude, I can't have you in my room. And, dude, there's a point where she was locking her door uh. so I wouldn't be in there. And,. Sooner or later, like a, a little bit before I graduated high school, uh, my parents had bought me. Um, my parents told me this is how serious I was about my music. Mm-hmm. My parents said, "We're gonna let you choose. You either get a Mac desktop or we get you a car." Oh, oh, okay, okay, uh, damn, all right. I said, "Jokes on you! I don't work far. I want <laughs> my ass to work." Yeah, yeah. You know, so they were like, "All right." We'll get you your desktop. That's tight, man. That shows so, you're committed. Yeah, bro. I loved it that much. But I was still in high school at the time. Yeah. So I was busting it to work. At the time, I was I was the annoying shoe guys that wanted to clean your shoes at the mall. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, as My much, bad if I, like, ignored you no, in the bro, past. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I, I never took it personal because it was yeah. my hustle. Yeah. You know? And that's something... The dudes that say something to you mm-hmm. are prideful. They're prideful people. Mm-hmm. So I've learned, like like... There's two kind of people that work there. Yeah. There's the very prideful ones, and then there's the very humble ones. And it's usually the humble ones that end up racking the most bread. Really? Because they, they, they stay quiet, and they understand that that's the hustle. Yeah. The prideful ones will get upset. They'll walk away, and they'll, they'll, like, they'll let, bro, like, they'll just be really upset, and you could almost tell. Yeah. You know? And um, it's, it's interesting because a lot of those dudes, they're entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know? Um. But yeah, I don't want to get too much into it. <laughs> I'm going to go into a whole different rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, dude, so a, a, a lot of the times I'd be doing that, and that's the only way that I would fish money, you okay. know? And I'd be, bro, I'd be working my ass off, dude, like just to make some kind of bread, just to buy some kind of beat, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and most of all, buy sneakers, dude. I was super into sneakers at the time. Yeah. But yeah. And um, so my parents buy me the desktop. And then I started, you know, little by little, you know, start making my music and and then um, I'll never forget when I um, after I graduated high school, I had told my parents like, I really want to do this, like I really want to make music for the rest of my life. I love it. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy making music, and you know my my parents, I give a lot of credit with my music to my parents, dude, mm-hmm. like. My parents helped me build my studio that I have now in my room. Nice. Dude, my parents That's like tight. my parents they love to know that we have goals. That's right. You know, even even my sister like dude, my my sister had like my sister's been like in and out of like careers, you know. Just like I want to do this and then it doesn't work out and it, and that's okay, you mm-hmm. know, like I'll never I'll, I'll never point a finger at her and be like, "Well, that didn't work out for you and you yeah. you're freaking lame," you know, because at the end of the day, dude, like we're human beings going through like this whole, this life, you know, and we have to, we have to do trial and error every single day, you know, like we have to figure out what works and what doesn't, we have to figure out what we love and what we don't love, you know, and um, I was blessed and I was lucky enough to learn at an early age that that I want to make music and I was, I was blessed to know that I'm creative, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I wasn't put on this earth to be mediocre mm-hmm. and to live a normal nine to five life, you mm-hmm. know, and nothing again, nothing against those that live a nine to five life because you, you're getting it. 
And right. to be realistic, I sometimes envy those people. Mm-hmm. Be, think about being, you know, like and you're going into your mid twenties, telling someone that has a master's and that's getting into this good job, and they're like, "What's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah, doing good, bro. What you been up to? Nothing. I still rap. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. But man, like. Um, as much as much as I feel like it's backlash, I've learned that a lot of it, a lot of the times, like they're proud of me. Yeah, you know, a lot of my classmates from high school that that have gone on to bigger and better things, like they they applaud me. Yeah, you know, and they they love they love to know that I'm still making music. So yeah. it feels good. But yeah, man, that's so I built this whole studio, uh-huh. and that's that that's what it came down to. And then and then um, I started recording um out of a, a studio out of North Hollywood for a point in time called Township. Mm-hmm. That's Young Pinch's studio. Ooh, okay. Yeah, bro. He's based out of Orange County too, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. And and um, I was recording there for a little bit and then I started bouncing around because a lot of a lot of music, dude, is is figuring out your team and who your team is, you know? And and um, I got plugged in with the right people, you know? And, and I I created... The, the thing about me is that, yeah, bro, you know, I'm not too worried about streams. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about who I'm plugged into. Okay. Because it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. You of course, me? yeah. So, my main concern is making the right moves, mm-hmm. talking to the right people. Like, I don't, I, I can care. Like, a lot of artists are very concerned. Like, a lot of artists are, why are you making money off your music? Are yeah. you doing this? Are you doing that? Have yeah. you done this? Have you, bro, I don't care, bro. You have your team. That's yeah. great, you know, but you don't have the plugs that I have. Right, right. You feel Networking, me? yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you don't network the way that you should network. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these artists that um that are working and you know, like I, I respect every artist, bro, but you can't you can't go anywhere if you're not networking. Mm-hmm. If you of can't course. go anywhere if you're not Especially in like people. our type of industries. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. You can't, you can't, like, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. If, Bro, that's great. I'm glad you have 100,000 plus views on your, on your music video, dog. Yeah. But, bro, <laughs> my, my few hundred that I have are industry people that are looking at my stuff. Yeah, that's tight. You that's know? Where it matters, yeah. And I don't care about, I, I just, like, I've just learned, I've just learned to, to not give a fuck about views and streams Mm -hmm. and really start caring about who it is Mm -hmm. and who's listening to our music you know like i i oftentimes tell people like bro i want to be i want to be in a kettle cooking slowly Mm -hmm. then be be put in a microwave like the uh and boiled the abuelita chocolate yeah man you know what i'm talking about yeah bro. you have to like slow cook that thing with the milk on the stove i want you to taste i want to taste good in here bro (laughs) i want you to be like (laughs) this is there you go yeah and be like oh great i heard this already yeah yeah you know like like, here's another little this and a little that you Mm -hmm. know so yeah man Man, that's wonderful the biggest thing i love about that story what you just said is your, your parents were supportive and that's like my biggest goal outside of like doing the podcasting doing like the the multimedia kind of thing mm-hmm. i want to be a, a, a father of kids and, and eventually just be supportive of what they want to do whether it's creating music Absolutely. playing into sports um too and i'm not bashing my parents i kind of like made peace with that i love my parents to death they did the best they could mm-hmm. you know they're they're limited resourcefully mm-hmm. and uh, they come from you know they're from mexico so you know knowledge was 
not always there. But I remember I got kind of pressured and looked down upon for doing certain things and not pursuing my passions. And that kind of made me very reserved. And I kind of had to like work on myself already as like a 21, 22 year old to kind of open my shell back up and pursue what I wanted to do. And I feel like I got into the game late because in high school and and in middle school, those things were kind of frowned upon. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I love hearing that though. And, you know, the last guest I had on, Manny Jimenez Sr., check out that podcast too. Yeah. He, he was very supportive of his kid and I had his kid on in the summer. He's another mm-hmm. rapper out of LA. Um, but I just, I love hearing that like supportive parents because that's what it's all about. Like I think too many times parents try to live through their kids. Yeah. And they, they plan, oh, like, you know, you got to play football because I play football. Yeah. Or you got to, and that's not what my parents did at all whatsoever, but you know what I'm saying? It could be like anything. And you got to yeah, do music because I did music, or you got to do this because I wanted to do it, but I couldn't. Absolutely. So. And don't get me wrong, bro. Mm-hmm. My, my parents, they're, they're amazing parents. They're loving parents. They're giving people. Um, they, they just embody the word love. Mm-hmm. You know, if, like, if you go to my house, my parents will not make you feel left out you know they're they're great amazing people but there was a point in time where they didn't they didn't want me you know like like they but i get it Mm -hmm. you know you want your son to succeed and you want him to prosper Mm -hmm. and to be realistic man music's the only thing i've been consistent with my whole life yeah you know i hated i i hated football i hated baseball but now that i look back at it it's kind of weird i hate it i hated it (laughs) But, like, now I'm just like, bro, if I could go back, bro. Yeah, bro, yeah, of course. If I could pick up the bat, you know? So yeah. now I'm, like, trying to fish out, like, just mm-hmm. any any little thing, you know? Like, like football leagues or, or just, like, um, I just did a softball softball league for a little bit. Just to stay, nice. just to stay healthy, you know? Nice, just, yeah. to, just to stay active during the week. And, um, man, I loved it, man, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, they weren't always supportive mm-hmm. about it. But... When I had a sit-down conversation with them and I said, look, I love music mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, I thank God that it was a, a light bulb that mm-hmm. sparked in their head that they were like, wow, he's being serious because mm-hmm. he's been doing this for four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, because I mean, as a kid, I feel like we all try things that kind of yeah. flame out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's understandable for, I think, like you said, as a parent to kind of be like, you know, if he's just bouncing around from different things and like mm-hmm. music's another one, it's kind of like, oh, like what is he, what is he gonna do next? You know, yeah, like, you know, when does he figure it out? But man, that's you know, if you have that consistency and as a parent, you see that you just you want you want to be all supportive of it. You yeah, know? man, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah, bro, it's it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing for sure. Mm-hmm. So, what's next for you? What are some of your future plans? I know you have a few stuff on Apple. You also mm-hmm. have a project too. You're mentioning it to me before the show. Yeah. But just kind of talk about what some of your future goals are. What's um, next? 2020 is right around the corner. Yeah, 2020 is down the street, bro. And I'm, <laughs> I'm worried, um, but I'm also excited. Um, first things first, man. Um, I don't know when this this is going to release, but the 22nd, I released another single. Okay. Um, I'm, 2020 is going to be full of consistency, full of uh, music, uh, full of positivity, Full of love and most most of all health, man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my health game back up, bro. Okay. Like like I I wanna I wanna kill everything that um that distorts the image of who who I envision myself as. Mm. You get me? Yeah. I've always seen myself as as somebody that um that wants to be healthy, that wants to that wants to prosper, 
that wants to have some type of income coming in, you know, mm-hmm. and most of all, creating a residual income. Yeah, that's you nice. know, um, the music's dope. I love it, but man, like, I'm on a business mindset as well, and I also want to create. I also want to create a. Some type of residual income, and I want to invest. Most of all, twenty twenty, man. I want to invest. I want to invest into, into, like um, stocks. I wanna yeah, do, I want to do a little bit of stocks. I don't want to yeah. do too much, but you know, I just I want my money to sit somewhere. Yeah, that's for sure what I want to do, and I know that I'll, I'll I'll do it for sure. That's good, man. Yeah, that, you know, I because the same the, earlier this year I had the same thing. I wanted to do some stocks. Mm-hmm. I kind of got like into too much right away. Without yeah. doing too much research, yeah, and I lost a little bit, like you know, like it was like 10, 15 bucks. But then I, I just like, all right, you know, I want to have one stock right now because that's all I can kind of afford. Mm-hmm. But I bought one stock in Disney, and so I'm just kind of watching that, like you know, go up and down as like the time comes. After Disney Plus, it went up a whole lot. Yeah, but that's kind of something I just want to. I know a lot of people do the day trading, and like you can make like a quick, you know, buck or two, and if you do it a lot, you can make a quick, you know, a few hundred bucks or two. Yeah, but um. I'm just trying to, like you said, kind of do something long-term, kind of have my money sitting that Disney stock, and hopefully yeah. in 20 years, it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot more, right? And I can, yeah. like, give that to my kids or give that to something, you know? Absolutely. Down Absolutely. the road, for sure. Yeah, man. But but music, like, musically, I, I for sure want to do something, um, I for sure want to do something a little bit more different. I want to I wanna meet more people, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, just keep ranching out, man. Yeah, man. That, that, that's what I love about the podcast, too, is, like, meeting other creative people because i think like obviously it's different i'm not rapping but like mm-hmm. podcasting you're kind of creating and meeting new people like artists or whether they're i had a dj on talking about how because he started out as just a dj now he's like doing what the whole wedding planning thing that's amazing so it's cool to see people kind of like what what are they doing in their lane what are they doing in their lane you yeah, know what yeah, i mean absolutely. and how they're branching out and how are they making an impact it's really cool absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely 100 percent. but yeah man it's 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 a process bro mm-hmm you know, like we're we're all working towards something, and you know, I gotta say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who are you listening to right now? Who am I listening to? Okay, so right now, this year, I really fuck with YBN Corday's album, mm. Lost Boy. Mm. That one's a really good one for me. Also, Reason. I know he came out with his album last year, but he's produced yeah. a few uh, or came out on a few singles mm. and uh, features. I don't know if you ever heard of that um, Revenge of the Dreamers yeah, three yeah, yeah. album mm-hmm. or that song he did with Kaz Lambo Truck. Oh, bro, yeah, that's bro. that's probably my favorite <laughs> song of the year, bro. That song for goes sure. so hard. For sure. And then I've always been a big Casey Veggies, Veggies fan. Um, <clears throat> like I mentioned earlier, since like 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first started listening to him, and he kind of fell off. I was kind of bummed, but he came back this year with Organic, and it was a really hard. It, it was it was a really organic album. It was very Dope. genuine, and I was like, oh, this is it. Like I heard some pieces of it. I haven't listened to all of it. Yeah, bro, it's really good. But as a Casey Veggies fan, I, I fell back in love with him, and I actually mm. got a song this past weekend at Rolling Loud. But yeah. it was just. It was super dope. It just because, uh, like I said, the last mixtape that he put out, it kind of sounded like he was he was going outside of his lane a little bit, and I it didn't sound really well. And I and you know I was like, oh man, like is he trying to go too mainstream now and that kind of thing? But then he went kind of went he backtracked himself, and he talked about it too, like the labels pushing him to do something else that he didn't want to do. And he he opens up about a lot of different things, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like so, it was a super dope album. Um, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 that entire album I really loved I really fuck with Dreamville K. Yeah, Cole yeah. Ari Lennox Cause Boz um, Earth Gang too. Earth Gang had an album that I really liked yeah so a lot of different artists I try to mix it up I try and stay as like in the loop as possible yeah you know I to be honest I wasn't really big into Juice World. 
but since like his passing it kind of like made me want to go reach it like listen to some of his music yeah and, which is normal yeah it happens, it happens all the time it's like why is he impacting so much yeah you exactly he's like all right yeah, i'm gonna listen to it because i had people reaching out to me especially former kids of mine they'll like message me and be like oh like you know juice world passed away i'm so sad and like I remember when working with the kids, that was one of the favorite rappers of mm. Juice, um, of them, like, and him and Triple X and that kind of stuff. So, you know, like, why did these guys have such an impact on, and it's not just them, too, like, on my, some of my homies were big fans of them as well. Yeah, man. So it's just kind of like diving into it. Yeah. He was but, a good artist, bro. He was mm-hmm. a good artist. I, I mean, I, I listened, I, I listened, I listened to him a little bit after his passing, um, and man, I have to say, dude, like, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not... I'm not gonna bash the artist at all, dude. He he did he did what he did on when he was supposed to be here. Yeah, for sure. I feel you. Made the impact for sure. But so yeah, man. Let's go ahead and switch it up and get some fun questions in. Um, yeah. If you could have any exotic pet, what would it be? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say, I really want a monkey. Okay. Okay. Damn, just looks so fun, dude. <laughs> you know, um, they—I don't know, man. They—they—they they just look like a good time. Yeah. You know, uh, I really wanted one because I remember when Justin Bieber had one. Oh, okay. For the longest. <laughs> I was like, wow, this looks so fun, dude. You know. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, monkey for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, if you could be president for one year, what what would be some of the things you do in office? I don't know, man. Like I, I, I would have to say just. I would I would want to promote just. Being being healthy, man. Okay. I think that's like my, a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my big thing, dude. And um, most of all, I would want to work in the schools. Yeah. Like, somehow, some way, uh, we need to figure out a way, man, of be paying these teachers mm-hmm. more than what they should be. For real, bro, dude. How is yeah. how is that a thing, bro? Yeah. Like I talk, I I talk to a lot of teachers, mm-hmm. and they still tell me they're struggling. Yeah, bro. Do they work doing like two, three jobs too? Bro, yeah, man, and it's insane, dog. Like, like yeah. this, these are people that are nurturing our future. Yeah, we have to find a way to to build something, bro. And bro, more funding for that for these after schooling programs, most mm-hmm. of all. Yeah. How are you only giving these these after schooling programs just a little bit of money to work with? Right. We have to think about our future. Like in America, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and I'm not I'm 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 not trying to bash anybody's beliefs or anything, bro. But man, the president we have right now, I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. When as soon as I found out, I pointed it out. I told everybody he's gonna win. Yeah. Right off off top, <laughs> he's gonna win, bro. Yeah. You know why? He's a businessman. Yeah. And who? And what is America? Business. A business. A business. Yeah. And I hate to break it to you, bro. But the this man probably probably gonna do something. Yeah. You know? And and it's he's just a businessman. That's yeah. just what it is. You know, like you you see it coming and I saw it coming from afar. Everyone didn't believe me at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because everyone's like, Well you're a Donald Trump supporter. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I just know fucking America. I understand the facts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just know America. And, Dude, yeah. and America loves who are we? Yeah. We're individuals. We're, we, we're praised on being like the go-getters, the business people, the people who make it from nothing to something, you know? So who do we want? Yeah. Us in office. Someone who's business-oriented. Someone who's business-oriented? We want somebody that that's a jackass in a sense. Yeah. Bro, because a, a big part of politics is just... Mm. Is just... Um, 
it's a show. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm, and I'm not political at all, but what I do know is, is it's just one big show mm-hmm. and we love it. Yeah. You know, we, we feed it and look at it, man, businessman. Yeah. And that's, that's who we have in office right now. No, I know. It's, it's crazy. Cause like, I, I know a lot of people who are minorities that aren't fans of Trump, but they own businesses and they, they like, they support him because of that as a business owner. Mm-hmm. He's been really beneficial for them, and yeah. they, their business is booming because of them, because mm-hmm. um, he's in office and with some of the things that he's done. So I just, you know, but they again, they don't agree with like some of his morals and the things he says, because like you know, yeah. especially to minorities, he's not very kind to them. Absolutely. But you I'm know, sorry. because of the business owner aspect, they they got a lot of love for him. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, man. You you have to, and and this is my thing, bro. Like, and this is another thing that people bash on me with, mm-hmm. is do you are you looking? Are you just reading headlines? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. that all, is, is that all you're doing? Right. You can't just read headlines, bro. Right, right, right. Like, you you really need to, like, if, if bro, like, for the biggest time, I'm a Kanye stan. Oh, okay. There you go. I love Kanye. <laughs> and, bro, like, I could care less if he's a Donald Trump supporter mm-hmm. and he hangs out with Donald Trump because at the end of the day, bro, what else are you, what are, what are we not reading mm-hmm. is, the, is the real question. You know, like what? Are, like what are we not doing? And I learned this at an early age with like, when it came to like looking at fast food, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are we promoting fast food so much? And what are we not? Like, why are we being fed this? And what's going on the behind it? Fucked up. Yeah, that's why. You know, <laughs> I so like that, man. I like. From, I like that you're thinking like this. From man. a young age, man, that's I've good. always, I've always been curious as to like. Giving someone the benefit of the doubt for the yeah. long, for, for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, bro, I get it. You believe Donald Trump's a racist? Great. Mm-hmm. Um, what what don't you want to believe though? Mm-hmm. You know, like like, did you see about what what good he's been doing for the country? Right. Are you? We can't be like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we we need to be individuals that believe that we can listen to everything. Right. And still. Hold your opinion. Of course. You know? Yeah. Like, like hold your opinion. Bro, I have I have homies that are, like, again, I have homies of every kind of nature. Homies that are Donald Trump supporters and love Donald Trump. And I have people that hate Donald Trump. Yeah. But a lot of the times, it's one-sided views. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to listen to each other. Makes sense. And yeah. that's the only reason why America is separated. America is not separated because of Donald Trump. America is separated because we don't want to listen to each other. Exactly. Yeah. That's we, cl- we close people off. Yeah, that's good. You, you know, like you, you know who Charlie Kirk is? Ah, uh, no, no, I can't say I've heard of him. Okay, Charlie Kirk is a humongous Donald Trump supporter. Okay, and I follow him on Instagram. Okay, but I also follow people that like are super democratic. Okay, super super democrat, and we all do the same thing. It's the same. It's the same person in in the reflection. The Republican hates the Democrat that doesn't want to listen. The Democrat hates the. Re- the Republican that's quote unquote a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. But none of us will sit down and listen to each other. Right. And that's why we that's why we can't get along. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you have things like you're a racist, um, racial slurs mm-hmm. back and forth from both parties. Right. You know? You're you're no better if you're no better if you're calling the white man that drives a pickup truck that has a Donald Trump sticker a racist. Yeah. When you don't even know the dude. Right, exactly, yeah. We got to get out of that mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Because not every white... I, I can't tell you how many white people that I've met that are very progressive in their thinking. Oh, yes. And how many minorities I've met that are very... 
conservative in their thinking. You know what I mean? So it's, you can't assume that every white person with the truck yeah. and, the, and the sticker is is, is racist. And you can't mm-hmm. assume every you know minority that's you know Mexican is lazier and blah blah blah. Whatever Absolutely. you think, you can't assume every 100%. black person's that. So yeah, yeah, we Never hate stereotypes. we hate this we hate this person. Yeah, you know we hate this person that we're seeing, but you can't have to see it on the other side. The other party's doing the same thing, right? You know. Yeah, but yeah. That's what. That's why I stand on it. There you go. That's what I would do if I was president for a day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah. I like that answer. Yeah, man. man. No, for real. All right. So, um, is there any parts of like the U.S. that you would want to go see, travel to, or any place outside the U.S. traveling destinations? Bro, well, um, I really want to go to. Uh, I I really want to visit like countryside. Mm. Like. Like, the, like Missouri, Kansas. Yeah, Montana specifically. Ooh, ooh okay. You know why? Because they got um, uh, that national park out there. Yeah, bro. Like, like I mean, being raised in, being born and raised in, in a city is dope and it's fun because, bro, we drive forty minutes. We drive forty minutes north. We're in snow. We drive forty minutes. Is it south of the beach? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. It's like more than forty, but I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, yeah. but nonetheless, we drive forty minutes out this way. It's the beach. We drive forty minutes out that way. It's the mountains. Yeah. Um. But one thing that it, it's been almost so attainable, Californians and us, like we're so spoiled, bro. Mm-hmm. It's how cold is it outside? Like. 55 maybe and we're wearing hoodies yeah. and we're freaking out bro no it's cold though yeah, yeah we're yeah. freezing bro <laughs> but like realistically like I want to go out to like I I, I really want to go to Montana bro mm-hmm. um I want to be in a secluded area mm. I want to like that's where I hear to like your peace and everything yeah man okay that's like when I'm when I'm at peace like I love the beach bro because I love the beach at night because I I hear God a lot mm-hmm. you know like I I believe that I believe that that's where I, where I'm at myself. You know, like I can mm-hmm. really put myself to the side and believe in more, and see more in myself when it's quiet than when it's loud. There you go. You know, so um, I would like to go to like like countryside where it's quiet. That's nice. And, yeah. And really get to know myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm growing up and um, I would I would like to believe that like the early stages of my 20s and I'm still I'm still fairly young bro I'm only 23 but the first the beginning stage of my 20s was built on loud music and doing doing and trying to impress everybody else mm-hmm. and not really focusing on myself and loving myself go. yeah so now that I'm getting into my mid 20s I want to know more about myself yeah because I'm go. growing you know alright so next question if you can go to any point of history where would you go back to the 50s the 50s yeah i'm i'm in i know right yeah. <laughs> i'm intrigued i'm intrigued with um the fashion of the 50s and i'm intrigued with how everything looked but man I, i'm torn between the 50s and the 80s mm, okay because okay 80s technology yeah blows my mind bro right um 50s technology too though bro like i love looking at like like house decor from the 50s oh yeah like retro houses like the vintage yeah, stuff yeah man like it's i don't know it's just so interesting it's like so like boxy have you seen some of like the older homes or like if you go to thrift shop like the like stoves and ovens mm-hmm. they're tiny dude like they're as big yeah. as like our chest and torso and it's like what the fuck like what are people like how'd yeah. you cook in those you yeah. know um 
or one of my weird little things I love to do with my girl is a uh, go to um, downtown Orange. Oh, and go dude, look at yeah. the, the the little thrift shops. The little thrift shops, but with the um, you know the thrift shops that sell like the decor mm-hmm. from the fifties or like little knickknacks from yeah. the fifties, bro. It's super dope, super fun, and um, yeah, man. Like I think I. I think I'm slowly getting into like wanting to collect stuff from the past, mm-hmm. dude. Because I don't know why. Like I'm, I'm really intrigued with, uh, with like the technology. Yeah. You know, like the technology part of, of like how everything came together as yeah. one. Like I love, I love '80s and the toys that they had in the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, like and the movies and how it looked. It, it just yeah. looks so corny and it, it's, it's like a rough draft of what it is now. Right. You feel me? So, they're still making really special stuff. I mean, they were doing stuff like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Star Wars, all those movies yep. with that limited technology and it's, it's crazy to think about it because those yep. movies look pretty legit, you know? Yeah. And they're very critically acclaimed and everything. Absolutely. And a fun fact, um, Star Wars was made in a big warehouse. Yeah. The, the film that blows my mind, bro. Yeah. Like they made these things look like a whole other galaxy, dude. Yeah. They just bought this big ass warehouse, and they made a bunch of different sets in it. Yeah. Blows my mind, bro. That's yeah. crazy. It's super, 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 super crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man, fifties and eighties for sure. For sure, man. That's tight. Even like I think that's why. Uh, just to continue the conversation. I think that's why like record players are so big right now too. It's like it's like to see that conversation because we had CDs. We we advanced from well. Even then, we went from like cassette tapes and CDs to like mm-hmm. now we have like endless amount of music at the availability at our like iPhones, right, or just yeah. any smartphone. Mm-hmm. But we still want to like a lot of people still like to own record players Absolutely, and kind of just for like the the vintageness of yeah, it. and it's almost nostalgic at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, like like doing something that we're not used to can be fun and challenging. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun because it's challenging. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah. dude, like... We're like, you, roll up windows? That's challenging. Yeah, dog. <laughs> like, you're like, hold on, man. Let me just get this in real quick. Yeah, bro. And, well, fun fact, too. Bro, you know there's still roll up windows in these new cars? There is? Bro, I was in, in my... In, like, a new car? Yes, I was in my... Why? In my homegirl's, like, I think she drives a Kia Rio. Um, and, bro, she got roll up windows in her thing and I was clowning on her for it that's funny so funny bro but you know so what they funny. you know what they say is like if you were like let's say you got off the cliff and went into like water the electronics won't work on like the the, the button windows and technically like the roll-up windows you'd still be able to survive because you could roll yourself up and p- p- potentially save yourself depending how fast you can roll up but I was like I mean, how often are we going to be in that situation? Yeah, bro. But it's crazy to think I about. I really wish I had roll-up windows right now. I'm <laughs> sinking in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, oh, <laughs> For sure, bro. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Man, yeah. that's crazy. Um, so are you more of like a beach person or a mountain person? You were talking about that earlier. Beach person. Beach? I love a beach. Favorite I run beach? A, um, I run Newport all the okay. time. I, I run from Newport to Balboa. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool little fun four-mile run. Um I love it, man. That's yeah, nice. it's 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 my piece. Um, I'm also like a, I'm, I'm a be. I know I'm a beach guy because when I travel, I need to be like by the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, and may, maybe that's why. Maybe that's also why I want to travel to like somewhere in the Midwest. You know, mm-hmm. um, or like a middle state because I'm I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, and it sparks curiosity. So it's. It's interesting. There's know? a lot out there, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I know there's a lot more going on out there too. Like what? For real. Bro, it's cool, bro. Like 
I mean, I, f- I think that, you know, a, a, a good mindset will go a long way and mm-hmm. knowing how to react to certain things, too, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dreadlocks, bro, so yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure something, you know, so if, if it's as bad as they say it is out there, I'm pretty sure it comes it comes with it comes with it you know? yeah yeah do you believe in extraterrestrial life aliens 100% yeah bro what do you mean like you're you're trying That's to tell good. Me, yeah no you're trying to tell me there's only one kind of race yeah <laughs> bro no you're tripping and this is another thing what if aliens are just us in the future Ooh. and we've learned Ooh. how to break the um the time the, um, the, the time barrier yeah you know I did this whole like, dude. I, I did this whole thing on like time travel. I'm weird, bro. Yeah, that's good. Though, I love bro. I love really weird shit, dude. Yeah. You know, and I did this whole thing on like, like time travel. Mm-hmm. And you know, you of course, bro. That one dude with the graphic tee and a bunch of people that you know, it's just that that came up. And but they say that if time travel was possible, you need to be able to break the the barrier of time. Yeah. You need to continue you need to be, space time. Yeah, continuing. you need to be going at such a fast rate that yeah. you break that time barrier. Right. So, and I'm and you look at UFOs. Yeah. They're gone in seconds, bro. Like, like I've seen UFOs, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've seen them with my own eyes. There's there's no way. There's no there's no real scientific explanation that there was no way that was a UFO because it was a it was a saucer. And it was in the air, yeah. and that motherfucker disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's no way, bro. And especially I, like in that Midwest, like there's always reports of like yeah. people seeing things, yeah. videos taken. Yeah, and it's just it, like there's constantly more and more stuff. I think sometimes in the city, because we can't see the stars at night, you kind of yeah. get like close-minded, and we're like, ah, oh, nah, like there's there's no such thing. But like if you ever go out to the mountains and you just like look at the sky and you see the like trillions of stars i mean there's no way like i think after like seeing that you could think we're the only beings like in this universe yeah That's, bro. it's crazy insane um when we fuck me up the fourth kind Ooh, okay i haven't seen it i'm not yeah. a big i'm not a big scary movie person to be honest though so the fourth kind was based on people that experienced i mean they're actors but it's yeah. based on a true story yeah and Bro, I was like, bro, like, there has to be some type of, you know, so. I'm convinced, like, it's kind of like a, I believe, like, more of, like, in the men in black model where there's probably, like, aliens among us kind of blending in. Mm. And there's, there's, like, people monitoring them. And it's, like, kind of, it's, like, it's probably really few or, like, very little at the time. I don't Mm. know. But that's just, I feel like they... There's people like among not not among us, but like you know what I mean. There's people already here, like on this planet. They're just blending in because yeah, like how, that's how advanced they are. A hundred percent. Dang, that's got. I've never thought about that either. Because the thing about it, like we we can't hop from planet to planet. We can send someone to the moon, but we haven't sent someone to Mars yet. We mm-hmm. can't even send someone, and that's like the next closest planet. Yeah. So just to think, like if if you can send someone from a planet to planet, or a universe to or a galaxy from another galaxy, and somewhere in the universe, mm-hmm. I mean, just think like the. The, the technology they have has to be like has limitless to. right like has they can to. easily like find the species on that planet and just blend in with them and yeah like, bro you know what I mean cause like you know what I mean like they, they found a way to get here you know like yeah, wherever bro. they were at so. yeah they they probably way more advanced in technology than we are mm-hmm. for sure 100% mm-hmm. but yeah man I I want to believe that aliens are just future human beings hey there you go yeah that'd be tight right. that'd be t- you ever seen Interstellar? No. Wait, yes. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, man. Bro, dope it blew movie. my mind. Dope movie. <laughs> One of my favorites. Bro, like, that's that's the kind of movie 
that you walk out of the movie theater and you just feel like your brain just fucked. You just got mind fucked. That's pretty much, yeah, what it was, yeah. I was looking at the motherfucking sky like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, my fucking house on the yeah. sky. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, really appreciate you coming out, man. Thank Is you, Is there bro. anything you want to plug real quick before we go? Yes. Um, I have a handful of things to say. Go for so it. For, so excuse me. Um, first and foremost, uh, my music. You can find me on all social media platforms um, at It's 80 Baby. Very, very consistent with that. I'm trying to make it consistent. I just changed my Twitter handle to that too. So um, just Twitter and Instagram for the most part. It's yeah. 80 Baby. I don't, I'm not really on Facebook too much. Um, so yeah, It's 80 Baby. Uh, <clears throat> please remember to stay healthy. Drink your green juice. Um, you know, eat your fruits, eat your veggies, all that good stuff. Um, I want to give a few shout outs. You know, first things first, I want to I want to give a uh, shout out to a special person. You know, um, she rocks with me a lot, bro. She's my girl. She's been rocking with me since I was in high school. Dealt with a lot of my shit nice. till this day, man. And um, I don't give her credit where it's due. <laughs> 100%, man. And, you know, like, she, she, you know, she's, she's invested into me. Mm -hmm. She's invested into my music. She gives her full opinion, you know, her brothers as well, man. Um, and then my friends, dude, my friends are my day ones, you know. Andy works over there. Undefeated. <laughs> Shout out Undefeated Barbershop, bro. Yeah. They blessing people out here. Yeah, for they real, are, for real. Um, You know, shout out to Andy. Shout out to Ronnie and Colorblind, most of all, you know. Um, he's got his whole thing going on, and I'm, I'm full, I fully believe that it's going to prosper and it's going to become something mm -hmm. um, as well as all the other local artists that I, you know, that I'm affiliated with or, you know, that people may see me with here and there. Mm -hmm. um, that goes from OG Art to Danny Rose to um, Capri. Um, he's from Orange. He's, well, he's from Santa Ana. He used to stay in Orange. Sorry. Uh, he's from Santa Ana. Big rapper, dude. He's, he's going to be, he's young and mm -hmm. he's got something. He's, he's going to be hot. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to everyone that, that you know rocks with me. Shout out to Camo. That's like my big brother, bro. For real. Shout out to Camo. Shout out to Ronnie. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to Kenny, bro. He's my photographer. Man, even if I miss anybody, forgive me, bro. <laughs> I, 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 it's always it's weird because whenever this this part of the podcast segment comes on, I always trip up. Yeah. And then you know, you know, I'm like, oh, it's like, bro. It's a lot of people to think, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, like, bro. Because it's it's not just me, bro. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, first things first is God, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, like, it's not just me, it's my community, it's the people around me, it's the people that I, I see from, from once, once a month, like my, my girl's brothers, dude, like, dude, they, they're, they're listening. Yeah. Like they watch and listen to everything that the podcast, bro, they're, they're listening to the whole podcast. It don't matter how long it is. And they, they critique it and they tell me like, Hey bro, like this, this is dope. This is dope. Um, you know, like everyone, my community around me, dude, like, like Camel, for example, Camel records my music right now. And mm -hmm. we're just in his, we're just in his room in Corona and, <laughs> and we're just making music and, and he, he'll, he's a, he's a brutally honest person. Like, bro, I was trash. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just being honest with you, bro, it was trash. I need to re redo that take again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from, from Andy at the barbershop, man, just, just always giving me life advice, man. You know, like he's, his mindset on a business level is crazy. That's good. You know? And, like, when we talk, it's it's always 
empowering. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's empowering talks. You know, mm-hmm. everyone everyone that I surround myself with, um, I get something out of, mm-hmm. and it's something personal. But if I if I don't get anything out of you, I I don't I don't want to surround myself with you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because yeah. it's it's not it's not gonna do anything for me. Mm-hmm. He also helps me with my health. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronnie, uh, the owner of Colorblind, he helps me in a creative aspect. You know, blows my mind creatively. Every single like, like, we're gonna have like a whole thing. But yeah, man, that's all I need to shout out. To. Yeah. So yeah, man. But you know, most of all, thank you, bro. I really course, appreciate man. you having me. And uh, fun fact: this is me and Noah's first time meeting. Yeah. And bro, like, we just hit it off right, man. Yeah, it's all you love know? right here. It's man. all love, bro. At all times. Appreciate 100%. you. Thank we're you, gonna man. have to have you on in the future. Want to get the whole video set up, and we'll talk about your progress from there. Let's do it. And so. Hopefully you can get back on the show, man. I'm all for it, bro. Best of luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez, your host. Quick reminder, you can find this podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you really like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button, you hit that follow button, if you left a comment, if you left a rating and review if you're listening on Apple, or if you just share us by word of mouth to one of your friends, I'd greatly appreciate any any help with the podcast that I can get. I'd really appreciate it, guys. Also, last time to plug my social medias. On Twitter, you can follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez. On the Instagram, you can follow at my period mike and period i that's the my mike and i instagram page you can follow my private instagram page i don't know why but if you wanted to at noha underscore alvarez i like to post the listener interaction questions that i talk about in the beginning of the show um, on those social media pages so be sure to stay tuned with those and you can be a part of the show in any way possible all right well really appreciate you guys we got a lot of great stuff coming up in 2020 still got one more show before the end of 2019 before the last one of this decade and the last one of this year hope you guys have a very wonderful merry christmas with your family with your friends no matter what you do be sure to go check out some of the older episodes of the my mike and i podcast i know we had a christmas one up christmas one up there last year too back when it was still the podfathers podcast so yeah be sure to check out all the older episodes up on the my mike and i library really appreciate your guys help support and uh, much love to everyone out there that's listening all right without further ado This is Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off.